1: Paul actually began his defense there on the steps of Antonia Fortress. He's got some people really close to him, but there's this big crowd. And so he begins by referring to these men as his brothers and fathers. Brothers and fathers. I mean, these are the ones that were trying to kill him. The ones that were just a minute ago, they were beating on him.
0: Do you have the courage to speak to a group of your peers with all eyes on you? Paul stood in front of what could be thousands. His life is being threatened, and he keeps his composure. Even refers to the guards as brothers and fathers. Today, Pastor Robert shares with you this powerful example of life as a disciple. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, And our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 21, as he continues his message Faithful Friends.
2: Point number one
1: the gospel, it really is more important than your health and safety. Now, I find many Christians have forgotten that. I forget it. I have to be reminded of it from time to time. The message of the gospel is more important than your health, your safety, your comfort, your preferences. How can I say that so dogmatically? Well, it's a simple matter of time. You know, I've joked about it before to make it more immediately relevant. Like I said, my wife is flying in this afternoon. She flew out on Thursday. She's only been gone a few days. Now, she took a rather large suitcase. She checked a bag, and she was almost apologetic. She's like, I'm going to check a bag. You're going to check a bag. You're only gone for like three days. You're going to check a bag. But it's because she had like a ton of books and, and different things to take with her. But listen to me carefully. She did not take our bed. Why not? Because she wasn't moving to Pennsylvania permanently. She was just going for three days. She's coming back today. It was a temporary trip. Everybody tracking with me? You follow my train of thought here? Do you understand? The Bible repeatedly, over and over and over, the Word of God reminds us, this, it's temporary. This, it's temporary. Tomorrow, like I said, I'm doing a funeral, and one of the things that I'll at least mention Is these bodies, they're loner vehicles. Do you understand about a loner vehicle? It's a loner vehicle. It's just, it's not yours forever. You got to give it back. You give it back. According to the Bible, it's made of dust and it will return to the dust. Why? Because it's not permanent. It was never intended to be eternal, it's a loner vehicle you're going to return it to the dirt that it came from. The good news is if you're part of the family, well then our father's going to give you a permanent vehicle that you'll utilize for your self-expression for the rest of eternity. To live the adventure in a body that's built for the adventure. This body's not built for the adventure. It's just to get us through 70, 80, 90 years, whatever. And then you got to give it back. The gospel, the good news. We'll see it's about that next part. As I've said so many times, we're going to be there a lot longer than we're going to be here. So your focus, your priority, everything should be centered in on there. When i point like that, it's kind of a figurative thing. It's not that far away. According to the Bible, we go there for a bit and then he's bringing us back and the rest of eternity is going to be on earth. It's going to be on a recreated earth, but it's going to be on earth. You and I, were we were made for the earth. The problem is humanity's foolish choices have corrupted the planet. So just like he recreates human beings when we surrender to him. One day, the Bible says he's going to recreate everything. Another sermon for another time. Paul pleads with the Roman commander, please, you got to let me talk to these people. Verse 40 says, so when he had given him permission, Paul stood on the stairs, motioned with his hand to the people, and when there was a great silence, he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, saying, brethren and fathers, hear my defense before you now. And when they heard that he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, they kept all the more silent. Then he said, I am indeed a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous toward God as you all are today. I persecuted this way to the death binding and delivering into prisons both men and women, as also the high priest bears me witness, and all the council of the elders from whom I also received letters to the brethren and went to Damascus to bring in chains even those who were there to Jerusalem to be punished. Now again, pause for just a minute. Did you notice Paul actually began his defense there on the steps of Antonia Fortress? He's got some people really close to him, but there's this big crowd. And so he begins by referring to these men as his brothers and fathers. Brothers and fathers. I mean, these are the ones that were trying to kill him. The ones that were just a minute ago, they were beating on him, determined to end his life. Brothers and fathers, he calls them. And he tells them that the high priest and the council of the elders, the Sanhedrin, knew him. In other words, he was kind of making himself accountable for what he was about to say, right? He was like, listen, the high priest bears me witness. The high priest, he'll, he'll have to back me up on this. He can verify what I'm saying. The Sanhedrin, the governing council, these 70 men who who were responsible for the leadership of God's people. He's like, they gave me letters to go and persecute. They gave me letters to go to the different synagogues to identify people. Because remember, Christianity didn't exist as a thing just yet, the way they called it. Because it was within Judaism. It was a sect of the Jewish religion. And he was going to root them out to arrest them. And as far away as Syria, going to Damascus to arrest them and and drag them back to Jerusalem. They could verify that he had been brought up under the training and instruction of Gamaliel. A man who was one of the most respected experts in the law of Moses, still referred to in rabbinical teachings and writings. They could bear witness to what he was saying, his persecution of followers of Jesus. Paul even took care to affirm their enthusiasm for God. He was like, I was zealous for God in in the same way that you are. But then he proceeded to describe what had happened that it completely changed his mind about Jesus of Nazareth and the claims that had been made concerning his resurrection. Remember, the official story from the governing body, the Sanhedrin, was that Jesus of Nazareth was dead and that his body had simply been stolen by his followers. Paul had firsthand experience that proved otherwise.